0: welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lenny And we're back to our nighttime records like normal. Yay!
1: Give me what I want, and it won't go away.
0: Oh, what do you want? We don't know yet.
1: It's we don't. It's a and mystery. Yes, it is.
0: This week we watched the first episode of the three-part miniseries from 1999, Storm...
1: Of the century. And we've agreed to divide it into parts because there's a lot of characters. Also, Uh,
0: we're cheating because this is not an adaptation.
1: No, it's not. Though you
0: can buy
1: the screenplay. Yes. When I was working at a book distributor, the screenplay was available, and there was a neat uh, introduction by Stephen King, in which he congratulated the cast and the crew for realizing everything so well. Mm -hmm. And also the visual effects people for mm-hmm. creating such a realistic snowstorm. And it is a very convincing snowstorm. It is, it is. I've never seen, seen snow in actual life. But Which you, is wild. But you we have been... in
0: snow this weekend.
1: No, not after your experience. <laughs> well, no, we we'll just go to the edge of snow. Amity Armstrong has been in a blizzard before. Well, yes,
0: <laughs> a year ago. And it was terrible. Um, but we could go to the edge of snow where we won't get trapped.
1: The edge of snow. The edge of snow. It's kind of like the edge of madness, only with snow. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> it is just like that. We definitely have to drive like three miles. I mean, three hours.
1: Where would we find snow? Three hours. You okay.
0: <laughs> <In> the mountains. <laughs> we would go to the mountains <laughs> is where we would find snow.
1: And then I would run in terror because it's so cold. All right. Before we get
0: started on the movie, how was your week?
1: My week was lovely. I had German food for the first time.
0: Not for the first time. I've been to a German restaurant with you. Uh, well, no. <laughs> Probably the same German restaurant you might Possibly.
1: To. I Lips think I've had... Maybe. I don't uh, you know what that word have? is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, no. German food for the first time. How can I say this? I didn't have any beer, which seems to be most of German food. No, that's a beverage. I did have <laughs> sausage, though. Sausage. Sausage and mashed potatoes and sauerkraut. I think. Sauerkraut.
0: It was good. I ate your leftovers.
1: <laughs> but yes, I, I'm. I'm just wondering, there's... What? How all Germans are not dead by fifty?
0: They don't eat a lot.
1: Okay, that must but be smaller
0: it. portions. We make them giant here because we're Americans, and that's how we do.
1: Right? There were just huge plates of food. Mm-hmm. It just kept coming at you.
0: There was a bar in San Francisco that I went to the first time I ever had real German food. I don't, we'll put quotes around it, but it was the people who came out of the back and welcomed mm-hmm. us were definitely from Germany.
1: Were they wearing Lederhosen? They
0: were not. Okay. Um and we would just order their like um their quote unquote appetizer tray. And it literally was just this huge tray piled with sa- various sausages. <laughs> and I was just like, can I get a Brussels sprout or something? I need a green
1: well, thing. I-, I think what they had in place of vegetables were just well, no, they had but They had cabbage. There's cabbage. Cabbage stuffed with meatloaf. Also, but cabbage. cabbage
0: is what sauerkraut is made out of. Right,
1: but there was uh, a lot of, I, I'm trying to imagine the origin of this diet, and I think it came from
0: being cold.
1: Yes, <laughs> basically, <laughs> is the impression I got. But the food was very good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I loved all the the flavored butters and cheeses oh. that you had. Cheese. I didn't know there was cheese. A uh, pretzel. A soft pretzel, and you dip it in this cheese sauce, yes. and it was really very good. So. Not yeah. like
0: that terrible nacho cheese stuff.
1: No, 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 no. Cheese
0: no, no. sauce. Yum. Why didn't you bring any of that home?
1: Because um, you ate all of it.
0: <laughs> I did.
1: I was spreading it on other random things in my meal. I was putting good. it on top of my sausage. It was great. So, how was your week?
0: It was good. It's busy, and I'm trying desperately not to get sick.
1: Oh. I'll help. I'm not sure exactly what I can do to you, Bulwark. You're good help. Don't cough on me. I won't. Okay. But if you're sick, and I'm not, I could cough on you and nothing would happen.
0: That's true. But also, don't cough on me. That's gross.
1: I think <laughs> what I'd like to do is support you on your uh, rush to see all of the last few seasons of Outlander oh, before the new I'm season. I'm
0: binging. I'm not going to make it, y'all.
1: I think it's I think noble. I'm,
0: I think I'm 14 hours out of oh. of, of show. I think I'm 14 I, hours of maybe... Maybe longer.
1: Well, I. It's one of those shows. Three days away. I I I might I watch it someday. Every time I walk in, so much sex is happening. Yeah, so much sex. It's really it's either sex or drama, like it really intense drama. But yeah, that's it, why it's reminding it, me of of oh, wow. both of
0: those
1: things. The. Uh, the time, I was watching the first season of True Blood, and a friend walked into the room, and I just— I suddenly, swear to God, it's not porn. I, I just—I dropped <laughs> the remote control. I was trying to change it, and she's like, "What in the hell are you looking at?" I'm like vampires, no. naked vampires. Why yes. do you ask? It was sex, and then everyone was covered in blood. And because
0: I'm an adult, that's right. What it's
1: I like, well, what the hell? I'm watching this. So anyhow, good. I'm glad you had a good week.
0: I'm trying just not to get sick.
1: No, you won't. You won't get sick.
0: We'll see if I can get some sleep tonight, and that might help.
1: It always does.
0: Mm, We'll see All right. Do you want to talk about the storm?
1: I want Uh, to talk about how beautiful Deborah Farentino is. The
0: century? Can we not, though? It's gross. lovely. We're going to talk about this movie. We are watching it on YouTube. The entirety of it's on YouTube. It's also on YouTube in three parts. Dealer's choice. We so, watched the long one, but we'll probably just watch one of the parts for part two so that we don't have to fast forward to the first really? hour and 22 minutes or whatever it is. What were you going to ask?
1: So, what did you think of it so far?
0: So far, I like it. It's, uh, I like some of the effects. I don't like other of the effects. I like that everybody is committing real hardcore to these main accents, and so there's this like sort of m- melodic lilt uh-huh. to all of the dialogue. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Tim Daly. I'll watch him in pretty much anything. So uh, we've got the other half of the Wings cast this week, and I'm excited about it. Um, So, so far, so good. There's some silly things we'll get to. Okay. But um, I'm enjoying it. I don't know what's going to happen. Which is exciting.
1: Yeah, I saw it when it was originally broadcast, and... Um,
0: I don't know why I didn't. I was in college, so that's probably why I didn't. I loved didn't. it. it got a I don't lot know of... if I had cable, and so... Uh,
1: well, it wasn't... I mean, it was on broadcast television. Uh,
0: yeah, but I don't... I mean, I don't think we yeah. had a TV in our dorm room, okay. um, which is when I think this... When did it air? Do we know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It aired...
0: It was February. Oh! We're coming up... We're right on the anniversary, because it first aired on uh Valentine's Day. Okay. So I would have been in a dorm room and we did not have a television, I do not think. I think we had a TV VCR combo that could play VCR. <laughs> I do not think that It
1: there was, was a, TV. I remember it just being a really beautiful production. I, I was really impressed For with
0: the $35 million in te, in 1999 times.
1: Right. It's pretty good. I mean, it was really beautifully realized. It was a very authentic feeling. I had a, um, and there were so many really interesting characters. I got the Stephen King experience. I felt as if I was reading one of his his, uh, longer pieces. It does feel
0: already like Stephen King. Uh So um, it takes place on Little Tall Island, which we have visited before when we saw Dolores Claiborne. This was the island. island.
1: Right, where she buried her husband. So somewhere in a well.
0: Well, and her boss. Right. (laughs) Everybody that died in that. Thing died on a Little Tall.
1: No, yeah, but I mean, somewhere on the island, there's a well with her husband in it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So, part one, we start, and there's a voiceover. And when we start on a like an old timey stoplight, mm-hmm. which we'll come back later in this episode, and I'll talk about it. But there's a stoplight, and we've got Tim Daly's doing voiceover,
1: the voice of Superman,
0: and he says, "I'm Mikey Anderson," and he says, "In this world." You have to pay as you go, sometimes all you have. Which is true and fucked up. So that's fun. Uh, he says he learned mu- uh, much of that from the storm nine years ago and the rest of it last week. So the storm takes place in 1989, so it's a bit of a period piece that we have going on here. Although, how much really changed on Little Tall Island between 89 and 99? Mm, probably not that much. <laughs> At
1: 1889
0: and 99, <laughs> right. there There's wasn't much change. So uh, he talks about how their normal Maine, I call them maniacs, right? They have a lobster or a, I can't remember the other thing, with that, a buoy maybe, on their license plates. Uh, but the pe- the people, and they, they root for the same sports teams as everybody else in Maine. They're, Maine. they're just like everybody else in Maine, but they're not really from Maine because of this island
1: Because they're geographically separate and isolated.
0: And he starts talking about the first person to see Andre Linoge was Martha Clarendon. And he was the last person sweet tea-drinking Martha ever saw. Dun-dun-dun! So we have a little old lady watching the news and she's like narrating back to herself. Uh-huh. She is the quintessential little old lady. If you were told to draw a little old lady, this is the lady that you would draw. <laughs> Curly white hair, big glasses, cup of tea. Are you kidding me, Martha? Uh, and she's like, all the news wants to do is make us scared so when they tell us to, to be remain calm, it's, it's real bad. <laughs> like, right. Then she's not wrong. That's not an incorrect thing. And she hears some pounding at her door, and she gets up, and she, t- she takes her walker, and she makes her slow way
1: to the door. Inches towards the door.
0: Holy cow. They gave this woman all the time in the world to get to the door. It was wild. And she opens the door, and she says, what do you want? And then we have our bad guy. It's Colm Fiore. Fiore? Fiore?
1: I don't know how to pronounce his name.
0: I don't know either. And he says, "Born in, he says something, 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 born in sin, come on in. And I can't remember the first part of it. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And then he grabs her walker, flings it outside uh, uh, on the walkway behind him, and then beats her with his cane. Rude. That is rude. She's a tiny little lady. And, she, and he goes in and sits at the TV and starts to drink Martha's tea and eat her damn cookies. It's so rude! And the TV is now... It's a weird thing. So the TV, for the rest of the time that he's watching it, mm-hmm. is hawking what appears to be like a boxed set of... Like VHS tapes about the punishments from God. And there are all these natural disasters that have occurred all over the world. And there's also a news broadcast who's like, uh, Armageddon's here, and by the end of the weekend, will all be dead or something like that and he's didn't like probably I not know if that was not. meant
1: to be taken seriously or this is some sort of freakish thing that he's causing to happen on the TV
0: he's causing it to happen because this is all coming through after he breaks the television television is broken and they right. have a conversation about this later there's a big hole in the middle of it so we get half of a Stephen King cameo because his half of his face right. is gone and he is like a I assume there's a part about moderator. that
1: though was that they were kind of mocking the trials of life that was really popular. Yeah, but I think which are,
0: he's doing
1: it. Uh, for the members of the audience who might be too young to remember, Was uh, it was a David Attenborough series, oh, right? Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't and know thing. It, uh it But the way it was being advertised by Time Life was just endless shots of animals being devoured by other animals. Oh, gotcha. And they made it into some sort of nature's gone wild, and there's oh, animals geez. eating each other. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I assumed there was a connection to that.
0: Maybe, but he's doing it. He's, like, projecting this to entertain himself while he waits for the police, I guess?
1: Well, this is his calling card. What is? Dead Martha.
0: Well, yes, but, uh, yes. So he's just chilling waiting. And then we go to the supermarket, which is barely a supermarket. You call it a grocery, maybe. People are buying out the last of the food there, and they're starting to panic. Like, one of the ladies is like, I thought you'd still have pork chops. But the one person that's totally cool as a cucumber is Mike. Mike Anderson, he's the butcher. And? Tim Daly. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Then, Katrina, who's played by Julianne Nicholson, who's in a lot of things, and I like her very much. She's a teenager in this. She answers a phone call, and it's Mike's wife. She runs a daycare, and she needs Mike to come out because there's a bit of an oops, and she needs some help. And so then we find out that... Not only is Mike our friendly neighborhood butcher, he's also the constable. Later we find out he gets paid six grand a year for this duty, and I'm just like, ugh.
1: Well, he's about to <laughs> take on more than...
0: Yeah, more than normal, more yeah, than for $6,
1: sure. $6,000 a year worth of uh, work. So frankly. he
0: enlists, I guess, his deputy, who's also another dude that works at the store. <laughs> his name's Alton Hatch Hatcher, he goes by Hatch, uh, to go with him. And they end up at the daycare, uh, where we meet... Go ahead and talk about her.
1: Deborah Ferentino, his who is beautiful.
0: His wife, Molly.
1: She's lovely, lovely.
0: Mother lovely. of his son, whose name is Ralph.
1: Who has...
0: One freckle on the bridge of his nose. Yes.
1: That becomes important later on. We
0: also meet Pippa, uh-huh. this little girl, who Who's... I guess is Hatch's daughter...
1: I think so, yes. There's just a lot of characters introduced, so it's yeah, kind of hard to keep track of It's hard
0: to see who's attached to what, but I think it might be Hatch's daughter because at some point somebody says, Oh, it's because Hatch and Melinda are so stupid that she did this, which is rude.
1: That's impolite.
0: Um, and Pippa has pushed her head through, <laughs> through the bars of the stairs and can't get out. Uh, through, like, the stair railing. And then we also meet Donnie. Little Donnie is played by uh I can't remember his name, Spencer something. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in The Kid okay. that movie with um with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Oh,
1: he was also right. an
0: elf in uh the third Santa Claus movie. You recognize him when you see him. Okay. Like he's a kid that was a kid in a lot of things, and he was younger than any of that in this. He was very small, but I was like, that kid is an older kid that I know. And He and Ralph are um, goofing around, and then Ralph sort of tells on them, like, we did a bad thing, but I stopped when we were told to stop. And then Donnie gets mad and pushes Ralph, at which point Mike just picks Donnie up. And Donnie's (laughs) a solid child. Yes. And Donnie looks at him and goes, I'm not scared of you because my dad's the, the, or the, what is he, the ma- town manager and he writes your checks. And I'm like, oh, this kid is a tiny Donald Trump and This,
1: this kid is ready for a life in the future. I, I mean, a life in the future, of course, but he is following in his father's footsteps. Yes. He is yeah, going we'll to get be to his a bully a forever.
0: Uh, and then uh, Mike tells them, pushers get pushed. Don't you forget about mm-hmm. it. Pushers get pushed, and just bullies get bullied. Like, don't. Yeah, we're not doing this. And then he says that he's going to shrink Pippa's head, and he pushes her nose, and she closes her eyes. And he, it. Well, you were right. He is the one. He he does it on both sides. Uh-huh. He pulls the railings apart, while they, and they pull her free. Uh, and so, she is out. She's adorable
1: all too. Over her face. There was they chose a really lovely kid actress. Yeah. Who honestly looks fretful that her head is going to yeah. be stuck. And She's
0: like, I don't know. I think it got bigger once it came on this side. I don't know. <laughs> These are
1: really adorable children. Yes, they are. There's and so Molly choices. runs this
0: daycare, so that's uh-huh. why they're all in her house. So then we switch over and we see uh, Davy Hopewell wrapping the way only a white Maine teen can. It's terrible. That's
1: a lot to say.
0: But it's true. So he's got his basketball and he's like driving down the street and then he sees the walker in Martha's walkway and sees that the door looks weird. So he goes up and he walks in and he hears the TV and he sort of goes towards the sound of the TV and asks if she's okay. And he sees Martha beaten on the floor. One of her eyes is missing.
1: I don't know that we see it, but he describes no, she it later. No, was uh, yeah. still too soon in um, in television. They're to, not to get showing an image us like that. that. Okay,
0: Andre tells Davy that he won't ever play in the NBA, not even in a high school team, because he's too slow and too short, and he should just come over to Andre, and he could skip some of those painful events in the future. At which time, Davy turns tail and runs the hell away, screaming that Mrs. Clarendon has been murdered, leaving behind his basketball. And Davey is showing
1: the most sense of any character yeah, kind of <laughs> Right in this film, I think. At and, least this segment of it. Yeah. And
0: then we have town manager Robbie Beals, who we literally just saw last week. Mm-hmm. This is Jeffrey DeMunn. He played Harry Terwilliger in The Green Mile last week. This week, he plays Robbie Beals, father of the obnoxious Donnie Beals, and chip uh, from which the block... Right. Or block from which the chip has come.
1: The tree from which the apple fell.
0: Yes. Uh, he comes upon Davy, and, who's still like screaming and like freaked out, and he tells one of the town women, give him some tea, or whiskey (laughs) maybe calm down with some whiskey which Davey's a teenager so that's inappropriate uh and then one of the other townspeople is like well maybe you should wait for the constable and robbie's like i got this it's not a problem he drives over to martha's house meanwhile hatch and mike end up at city hall so then we're at city hall and we meet Ursula Godso, played by Becky Ann Baker. Why do I know Becky Ann Baker? She's in all of the things, right?
1: I don't know. No? I really liked her performance. Or I really like this character, maybe I should say.
0: I do. I like her character,
1: too. Let me see.
0: Why do I know Becky Ann Baker? She's a red-headed lady. She's the first person in the cast list on IMDb, which is weird.
1: She's been a lot of places.
0: A thousand things. And so she's this character actress, and um, so she's... Sort of comforting to see. And she is the dispatcher, mm-hmm. radio dispatcher. And she uh, asks about Pippa, and Mike is like, how do you already know about that? Uh, and that's when, yeah, he, she blames the, the dumb parenting of Hatch and Melinda, which is rude. She also says, everything's ready, let's go take a look. And she takes him downstairs into the basement of City Hall, they can feed 300 people for three days and 150 for double that time, and although they were supposed to keep everything on the DL, literally everybody in town knows that they are stocked. There's a bunch of cots laid out, they're ready to go.
1: Right. So, this is preparation for the storm. For the storm. Because they are aware of it. there's a a, a bell, I think, or is it a...
0: There is a bell that right, will that call be... the, the mm-hmm. island um, to City Hall to sort of wait it out. Uh, and there's interesting conversations around that that we'll go into. In
1: well, I like it because it's actually adding some realism to it. This is the way mm-hmm. that the town gathered mm-hmm. This is
0: it's like a it's a um, like an evacuation shelter, right? Uh, and when we see what the storm is doing to the coastline, uh-huh. you want to be in the middle of this island because the edges of this island are getting
1: pummeled. The, yes, they are
0: by you know boats. So we go back. Mm-hmm. We see Robbie going into Martha's house. I think he's got a gun, which doesn't seem safe to me. He has a gun either before or after this. He approaches Andre from behind and Andre says that he was with a hooker when his mom died. And that's okay because she's waiting for him in hell and she's become a cannibal.
1: She's turned, she, what was it? She's turned cannibal or gone cannibal?
0: Yeah, she's turned cannibal. And she's going to eat him and then spit him out or like, and then like... Shit him out and then eat him again for all of eternity.
1: Because, because
0: hell is repetition.
1: Absolutely, that's uh, how I feel when I watch the news cycle.
0: And Robbie, with no blood left in his face, runs out and calls Mike. He was waiting outside with a gun, uh, and Mike and Hatch uh, get this call, understand, or that that Martha's dead and the murder is still there, and they start unlocking their own guns. Um, Hatch gets a shotgun. Mike has a pistol and then the snow starts this is just the storm is just starting right now yeah. the fishermen are coming off the boat and they say they can't see the mainland and that means it's time to go to the shelter bell or no bell like they've done it before and they understand what that means uh Robbie is telling Mike everything that he saw and they're asking what did he say and he's like i don't know he said get out or i'll kill you too which is <laughs> Not what he said. Deeply not what was said, but that's fine. Uh, Mike tells Hatch to give him the shotgun if he doesn't feel all right. And Hatch is like, no, I got it. I'm good. Uh, Andre looks happy when he's arrested. He goes, So they go in, and Andre eating cookies, but is totally fine being handcuffed and let out. He's fine with it. And uh, Hatch is like, oh, Mike's like, close the door. Close, you know, the door of the house. And Hatch is like, well, shouldn't we leave it the way we found it? Because it's a crime scene. And he's like, uh, there's gonna be six feet of snow if we don't right. close this door. It do you see what is happening out here? And so Hatch closes the door.
1: It, it, I think that that really was another really good touch because it felt as if there's so little crime here. Yes, that from they the very right beginning, when they say murder, no one believes them. Yes, that when the teenage kid wanders in saying there, there's been a murder. No one believes it, and they're really reluctant to send anybody out to investigate. Right. They'd, Except yes. for Jeffrey Damon's character, who is so self-absorbed that well, he he's thinks... Well, he's
0: like, I got it. This is nothing. Right. This, is, this kid's freaking out for nothing, and there's going to be nothing wrong. Maybe, <coughs> at the worst case, Martha fell. Uh-huh. She was an old lady. Maybe she just died. But he
1: me. regards the entire town as uh, like stupid, stupid children that he has to take Absolutely, care of. Absolutely, he does. And so, when this happens, what I felt was a really good portrayal for the, the characters is that no one knows what to do, no they're not holding to, yeah. their gun in the right direction, half the time no, they're pointing it at each other. Right. by accident. So
0: at one point like, uh, Hatch has the gun trained on Lenoge, and Lenoge uh-huh. is like, well the safety's on so,
1: right." It, it, you
0: know, pull the trigger if you want to, but it's, it's not going to make a difference, anything, but yeah. these
1: guys are just not prepared they're for not. any kind of no. crime which gives you the idea that
0: And they're all preoccupied uh-huh. by the fact that the storm is coming so right. they've got you know all of those issues of where are my kids, where's mm-hmm. my family, has everybody battened down safe, and now there's a murderer well, also, that nobody recognizes. That's that's the other thing. Right. Is they're like, was it someone from town? No, nobody's ever seen this dude.
1: Before. Right. Which, given this island and this limited population, it is sort of surprising yeah, for them that nobody knows who this as is. As soon as
0: you are somebody that they don't know, you are looked at with that with suspicion.
1: Right. And like, how uh, how on earth did he get did on get the get island? Here? Yeah. In yeah. this weather was the other question. Well, he got there before the... Because the storms, the boats are already tied down at yes, this point. Yes, and
0: we'll say, um, we'll, we switch over, uh-huh.
1: um,
0: so they put him in the back of the truck to take him back down to downtown, which there's, I guess, a room in the back of the grocery, mm-hmm. which serves as a jail, <laughs> like, uh, which we already knew that they didn't really have jail, because in right. Dolores Claiborne, she's just in a house, right. <laughs> like, and, well, at one the beginning, Um yeah. And Molly sends all the littles home, all the little kids, the last two get picked up. And we learn that the older kids are not going to be back. They're being held on the island because the water's too choppy for the bus, the water bus that takes these, because there's no school on the islands, um, that takes the kids back and forth. They can't get back. So they are sheltered on the mainland. Uh, And then Molly gets a phone call from Katrina, who's like, so I hope that this is not out of line, but we hear there's been a murder and Mike went there and the murderer might still be there. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and she's like, well, maybe it was a joke. And she's like, um, Robbie called it in and he doesn't have a sense of humor. So it right. was not a joke. Like anybody else, maybe. Yes. We chalked it up some sort of prank. Jeffrey DeMond's character does not. No, prank. he
1: does not. No. He takes himself far too seriously.
0: Yes. And Robbie wants to go with, first of all, he's a grown man named Robbie and I have trouble with it. So Robbie wants to go with him and Mike is like, you need to let me do the job that you pay me to do. Mm-hmm. There is a clear delineation of Because he's I like, well, I'm the town manager. Yeah. He says, let, yeah, he's like, in the charter, there is a delineation. He says, well, maybe your contract's going to be up this year. And he goes, okay, that's fine. But that's going to happen Next in March, year. and this is January, right, exactly. so I don't care. Or this is February or something like that. Uh-huh. You can't do anything to me today. Today I am the constable, and you need to get out of my face. They need you at the city hall. Just go there. And then Mike and Hatch are talking, and they say they have to call the state police to get rid of Andre, but with the bad weather, they're stuck with him in the meantime. Yeah. right? Like They don't have any facilities, but they're just going to have to watch him. In this little cell that they have, and then Mike's like, "Hey, uh, did you notice that the, uh, something weird about the TV back there?" And Hatch just like, "It was broken," and then it just turned off, but it was already broken. Like, right. how was it going? And they're like, mm-hmm. and then Andre in the back seat goes, <sighs> and we flash monster teeth. He's got monster teeth sometimes, and they look like cougar teeth. They're like, they feel like cat teeth. Right. They have like those dark black gums. And They're sharp, they like cougar mouth. Yeah, later he hisses when he does it, so it feels right, it more does like that. give this
1: sort of feline feel to it. Yeah,
0: um, and then we start seeing sort of more of his manipulation. So when they get to the store, there's a door in the back that would let them go straight in with the prisoner yeah. into the back room where the little jail cell is. Uh, but The key breaks off in the lock. They blame it on
1: the cold cold weather, right?
0: The hatch has to go around through the store, which is still packed with people, because now they want to know what's going on. Is it true? Is it true? What's going on? Because the thing is, when Robbie calls, it comes through this Microphone in the back of the store that everyone can hear. So he's just yelling, There's a murderer, there's a murderer, and everybody in the town is hearing it. It's, it's not big, real this so. place is not big on
1: security <laughs> or, uh, it's not even, it's big on law and order in that nothing happens to ever break that order. Right.
0: Yeah. Mike sells a full ass time job right. as the butcher in the grocer. Uh, and, uh, so Hatch goes through and he's like, just step aside, let me through. And he goes through the back door and then can't open. There's a sliding door right. and he can't get it open. And so he comes back around and he's like, "You have, I can't get it in. We're going to have to bring him in through the store, which they don't want to do. Um, and at the same time, Andre tells Mike, I'll leave town when the townspeople give give him what he, what he wants. And Mike says, what do you want? He just smiles at him very secretive uh so they're go- walking through the store and and andre starts calling people out in full full names yeah. peter godso uh you're uh you've got a shrimp company times are tough but it's a good thing you've got that marijuana business to fall back on <gasps> what <laughs> and then he calls out katrina
1: and this was really the kind young lady and basically sad.
0: just says, Hey, you look great, but why not? It's an outpatient procedure this to today, or you know, these days. And have you even told Billy? Indicating that she went to dairy and had an abortion for pregnancy that her boyfriend did not know that she had. And then he's like, But don't feel too bad because ask her ask Billy what she he knows about mm, I don't remember the her name. name. Jenny, jenna jenna freeman and then jenna freeman's brother is like what do you know about my sister and andre says horses aren't the only thing jenna likes to ride when it's hot and then mike is like you need to shut the hell up oh and at the same time ralphie runs up because molly has br- brought ralph to the store to wait for mike to make sure he was safe ralph runs up and andre picks him up, yes. at which point Tim Daly looks like he's going to rip his goddamn throat out, but he can't do anything because he's holding his child. Now, Ralphie's what, like four or five?
1: Yeah, five is be little. About where I would think.
0: Uh, in daycare still, not, not, uh-huh. in, not of school age yet, and Andre is very sweet to him. He says his whole name. Why does he know his, whole, his middle name is Well, Emmerich. why does he know
1: anybody's name? That's why does true. he know anybody's secret for that matter? That's
0: true. Um, and then he says, um, I know about you, you have a fairy saddle, and then he kisses him on the nose, on the freckle, and he says, that's what my daddy calls it. Um, and then Andre puts Ralphie down gently, and Ralphie says, why are you wearing those about the handcuffs? And he says, because
1: I choose to. Ooh, so scary. Well, it, obvious, it becomes obvious as the story progresses that he's, really sub- he's allowing this to happen yes, to him. Yes,
0: right um and billy, that's when billy threatens andre and then um andre makes his nose bleed through the power of his mind i guess Sure. or something or something uh and then they finally get andre all the way to the back and mike roughly frisks him and like is pushing him up against the bars and demanding the id cuz this man doesn't have any id on him he doesn't have a wallet he doesn't have any identifying marks. He's got no. a big scar on a, the side of his face. Uh, he takes off his hat. He says to take off his boots, and Andre's like, well, I'm going to have to let like, go of the bars to do that, because they lace up. Uh, Tim, or Mike unlaces his boots and tells him to kick him off, and then he gets put um, in the cell. And then they go to look at the door to see why it was stuck, and it opens easily.
1: Right, so he's He wanted to go
0: through yeah. the town. He wanted to say what he had to say in front of the entire town, apparently. Um, Ursula at City Hall loses... Um, contact with the mainland because the antenna has fallen down. Uh, Mike is like... Y'all, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, you don't have to pay for anything. Take what you have. I'll expect you to settle up after the storm passes. But I've got to close because we've got to deal with this prisoner. It also
1: tells you how small the community is, that yeah. he knows whatever, where, everyone where everyone is. Where everyone is, And yeah. they can't expect to get away with robbing him blind either. Right.
0: And he doesn't expect that they would
1: try. No, because that's the kind of community this is. Well, because
0: if you rob him blind, he closes, and then you don't have a store. Like the worst thing
1: <laughs> that you have to deal with here, really, is Robbie. Mm-hmm. Robbie's pushiness. And he's not yeah. bad, he's just pushy. Yeah. And self-absorbed. So, yeah, yeah. It's, th- this is not... these. I, I really like the portrayal of this community. They are not ready at all at for all. any of this.
0: No. It feels very much like a Star's Hollow, too. Yeah. Like, everybody knows everybody's business. Like, where needful things would happen, right? Yeah. Um, he asks a bunch of the men to stay, because they're going to do buddy system guard, four hours at a stretch. Of this man while while this is happening, or, you know, while while they have custody of him because they can't reach the mainland to get somebody to come. And nobody could come out anyways to take him. Uh, The storm knocks out the power, or Andre knocks out the power. It's hard to tell. And that's where we see the light, I think, the stoplight then. No, no, it's a little bit later. The, but right around here is where the stoplight that we saw at the very beginning is knocked into the street and then rolls away. And I was like, what is that? Oh, I know what it is. Because it looks like a cross. It doesn't look like a, an up-and-down light. And we see Andre's eyes shining red in the dark. And Hatch and, I call him Weedy Pete, <laughs> are watching Andre... Hatch is like, so you don't have, like, weed out in your warehouse behind the shrimp traps, do you? And Pete's like, "Mm, shut up. (laughs) Which means... Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, And um, Hatch is doing, like, a crossword on the computer, and Pete is just sort of staring into the cell. It's not
1: good. It's not good. Well, he's, he's obviously being affected.
0: Yes. Uh, the question is asked, well, what if the, they ring the bell and we all have to evacuate? We can't bring this dude down and give him a blanket and some chowder. Like, that's right. not... Chowder? Chowder. That's not an option. So he's like, no, we're going to have to take turns and stand guard here. That's, I mean... Right. Is that, if you don't want to do that, that's fine, but that's what we're going to need to do. Uh, and Mike, uh, Molly takes Rafi home. She takes him home. She should take him to the yeah. shelter, but I think she takes him home. And Mike says, I'm gonna go back to Martha's to close up the scene and take pictures. And so he goes back and he's taking pictures and he sees written on in what looks like blood on the wall, give me what I want and I'll leave. Um and he goes to take a picture of it and it disappears before he can take a picture of it. Uh and then he goes uh and says something like, Sorry, old girl and covers her up, her body up, and I'm just like, I don't like that phrasing. Uh, the storm outside is getting stronger and stronger. We see um, that's when the streetlight is blown down, and we see the boats um, being sort of pushed up into the...
1: Uh, right, and this is where piers. I think the... Uh, we were commenting on this. I was because... like,
0: I think it's miniatures. Because there's definitely things being destroyed, and I'm pretty sure it's not whole-ass boats.
1: Right. Uh, Looking at it, this is what I miss about old-school practical effects, is that it really looks like there's something of weight moving around. Mm -hmm. And when these waves are rushing around, uh, they're pushing the boats into the dock, I think. Yes.
0: Up against the dock, and then later... Through the dock. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's wild, which is so... I don't like boats when they're not where boats need to be, which is yeah. in the water. I don't like a dry docked boat makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And a boat coming through a building makes me doubly. So right, exactly. I don't I don't like cars in water and I don't like boats on land. It gives me the creeps. Ugh. I'm like very squicked out right now. Ugh. So um, in jail, Andre is sort of hypnotizing Pete, right? So Pete's uh. just standing there and he's got a piece of paper and he's writing something over and over again. We don't see it. It's it says give me what i want and i'll
1: leave. <laughs> I thought it said all work and no play. Makes makes, <laughs> yeah, makes
0: Pete a weedy boy. Exactly. Weedy. Pete. Uh people are starting to move towards the shelter. We see them out in the street and Robbie is there and he's like he's a he's a bitch. He's like complaining that he's there and he's like We're, you think our ancestors all gathered together like Caveman scared of the lightning. Uh, and Ursula's like, No. Or, he says, Did they do it in town hall? And he goes, she goes, No, they used to use the Methodist church. I got a picture from the storm of 27, and your grandfather's there. It seems like he's stirring some soup. Yeah, like, she does not and, and give so an Some inch people in your family her. know how to pitch it. Like, right. Because his whole thing is like, It's not that big of a deal. It's going to be fine.
1: Well, and as we turn, it turns out he he's not seeing the amount of damage that's been no, he's by not. The, he right. hasn't
0: been outside. So first of all, he's inside. He hasn't been yeah. outside. So, but he he's got this stubborn like it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. The, uh, he he probably thinks that the meteorologists were making they right. they were trying to so even though they, they were... were doing the opposite of that, they were saying stay calm, which is never a good yeah. sign. Uh, Hatch needs a break and he offers to get Pete something and Pete like doesn't even hear him. So Hatch has to like shake him and he's like, oh, what, what? And he says, Oh, do you want some coffee or something? He goes, No, I must have fallen asleep with my eyes open. I'm good. And so Hatch goes, the he's I think he's gonna take a leak and then he's gonna get some coffee or whatever. And then we go back and forth between this Pete in the back of the jail cell where uh, Linoge is muttering something. He's uh, chanting, but yeah. it's unclear what he's saying. And
1: That's how chanting works, yeah. typically, in the movies. Well, yeah, right, which mumble, is mumble, probably mumble, fine, mumble. because... Yes. E- Do we need to invoke something? Too often,
0: no. yeah, they're like, let's use real things, and I'm like, let's no, not.
1: No, no, that's, uh, like, that's fine. That's
0: <laughs> not, yeah, we don't need to. I
1: think my favorite was, there was an old episode of Doctor Who from the 70s, uh-huh. where they had an evil ritual going on, and there were complaints from the B- to the BBC by parents saying, well, all these evil, mysterious rituals this character is chanting up, and they revealed, well, no, what we just basically did was play a loop of him repeating, Mary had a little lamb backwards.
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> <was that laughs> right, <anything>? so it <laughs> sounded Which very sinister, sinister but it said, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Um, and then we go back and forth between that, and it looks like maybe a tow truck house, or like some... It's a. It's right on the shore.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's where they keep all the snow and emergency vehicles. Okay, so yeah, so there's a dude, Lloyd, and or anything that has like tracks on it too. Yes,
0: and he's inside with trucks. With the trucks, and then there's his buddy who's outside who is watching with binoculars the sh- the damage as the storm is co- mm. the surge is coming, right. and he's yelling at Lloyd, "Come take a look at this. You'll never see anything like it again." And the boats. This is when the boats are starting right. to come up on, like onto the shore, and come through the boats and the and water and yeah. you know, storm surge coming through the buildings that are right along there on the uh, with the piers on the on the coastline. And he's yelling at Lloyd, and it's very loud. There's a lot of wind and mm-hmm. and things. And uh, Lloyd is in the inside, and we see Lenoge has a. Um, silver walking stick with a wolf head uh-huh. uh, which was left at Martha's it's what he beat her brains in with and now it is looking at his this dude's buddy Lloyd who's inside on the truck and he's writing with red paint uh-huh. give me what I want and I'll leave you alone right and then we f- so we're flashing back and forth between that and the jail cell where Pete is getting some rope getting a chair setting up a noose we hear the constant sort of chanting of Linoge in the background and then at the same time Lloyd at the exterior location wherever whatever warehouse he's in and Pete in the jail cell both kill themselves Pete hangs himself with the thing that he'd been writing on sort of taped to him and that's where we know it says give me what I want and I'll leave you alone and I'll go away and the other guy, Lloyd, um, face plants into an axe.
1: <laughs> he holds Which, an axe, and then he just to me reminded me. It brought back memories of the dead zone, where the guy yes. swallows a pair of scissors. Yes. You know, it just seems like a really horrible way to go. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: like. You remember when I did something like this before? I'm doing it again.
1: Right. <laughs> in but, but, this in, it, from it deals, Stephen King In stuff. both cases, that if it's it's not quite certain that would kill you right away. Like, there would be a moment of yeah, it, it lying face down on the axe and you thinking yeah. it over yourself like, why did I do well, this? Well, and how
0: much, yeah, weight to mm-hmm. really do the damage you intend to do. Yeah, it's... Right.
1: Not, awesome. not good in terms of ways to go, I guess.
0: Yeah. And, um, Robbie gets a call from Lloyd's coworker, who's sort of panicked and he's like, your warehouse is gone. Like, the storm took it. Right. And Robbie finally looks scared and tells Ursula, blow the whistle, bring everybody else in. Because what he said was, earlier when they were like, maybe we should, you know, ring the bell or blow the whistle, he was like, it looks like most people have already come anyway and everybody else can handle, you know, can hang out where they're at. It's fine. Um, you know, we're, we're all a bunch of pussies, I guess is basically his, his thought. And then he, like, is legitimately like, oh, like, this is not good. Like, it's bad. It's real bad. Um, Hatch comes back and sees Pete hanging. He tries to save him, but he can't. On the computer where you've been playing the crosswords, the spaces are being filled in with the same words, give me what I want, and I'll go away in different mm-hmm. configurations. Andre bears his teeth again and hisses. That's the He does like a little cat hiss. And then we crossfade into the storm, and that is an hour and 22 minutes. That's the end of part
1: one. <laughs> So did you feel like at some point they just they were now almost like there was padding?
0: Yeah, at the very end, it's little like little how many times? Like, yes,
1: we get it. Give him what he wants and he'll go away. Yeah, and I think it, at well, that,
0: meanwhile, not uh, fucking telling us what he wants. Right, we'd like you to go away, sir, but we cannot do that if you do not make your so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, make your
1: desires. desires no you can't realize yeah. what you want, so could you Could you? Could you just tell us and we will be more than happy yeah. to make you go away. So I felt like near the end there was um, it was being stretched out a little bit.
0: Yeah, but then it the started like, segment. it also, you're introduced to so many people yeah. who have names and I'm just like, I'm not.
1: It was hard. I, a lot of characters, they made a positive impression. Um, I think... I, I know which we car- were he led to to believe um, or like, were directed towards the people. I don't know who, who
0: was will. yelling. Who was the one that told uh, um, Robbie that he um, that his stuff was gone, the one that was working with Lloyd? I know uh, Lloyd's name because this dude yelled Lloyd like 60 times. Lloyd, I Lloyd, don't know his name. Stop committing suicide and come look at I this. Know, right, right. Come look at that. What did you do, fall asleep in here? I'm like, first of all, it, you're yelling like a banshee and you can't be heard over the wind. Nobody is sleeping. What are you talking
1: about? But I really... I, we didn't get to see enough of Molly, and that's not just because it's Deborah Ferencino. I think that she's probably going to be a bigger player in Part 2, though.
0: I think that's probably because right.
1: Because, obviously, Lenoche has an attachment to her kid.
0: Yeah. And
1: yes. that's going to become a source of conflict later on. Don't... I,
0: Things.
1: No, no, I'm sure it will be because if you've not, seen
0: it. So of course you're. I
1: saw it in 1999 and have in. not seen it since. Um, but yeah, I I I am looking forward to seeing the next development because I really like the cast in this. Yeah, good cast. The art direction, it really. De- I felt cold as I was watching it.
0: Yes, it looks really good. <laughs> Once again, I am a huge fan of Tim Daly. We were talking about this director Mm -hmm. who we have not seen anything, wait, we haven't watched a thing that he directed in this run, right? Uh Yeah. We'll be seeing a lot more of him. So he... um,
1: Because he did a lot of Stephen King stuff after this.
0: Oh, he was a stunt person.
1: Oh, he was a stunt coordinator, yeah. For the A-Team. Well, there was a lot of stunts in the A-Team. I know. Uh and Predator and the Warriors talk about I
0: want to go to director. Here we go. Uh-huh. So he yeah, previously did a bunch of T V movies. And a bunch of the A Team. So mm-hmm. good on you. Uh it's this is his first sort of long thing. Uh oh yes, Rose Red, The Diary of Villain Rimbauer, which we won't watch, I don't think.
1: Well it's also it's based on the book though.
0: Yeah. But I it's not a book that he wrote. I don't think he wrote it. He, you know? No, he gave it to somebody else to do. Okay. Um, Kingdom Hospital, which yes. we're going to talk about, but I don't know how yet. Uh, oh, and that was the thing he did. The Lost Room, The Lost Room is a mini series that was on the Sci-Fi Channel. That was, I believe, six or eight um, episodes long, uh-huh. and it stars Peter Krause, who. I think Tim Daly and Peter Krause should play brothers in something because they have a similar stoic, generic white man, leading man aura about
1: them. Yeah, but I like that. I I, I, I grew up with leading men. Yes. And I, I think that's one of the issues I have now is I don't get that feeling from a lot of actors yes. when I'm watching them. I'm like, eh. I think that's what I liked about, uh, what's his name? Um, George we... Clooney. Oh, okay, yes. is yes. that He has a leading man vibe. Square draw, square fight, shoulders. Yeah. That's that's what me, uh, leading men look like. And so Tim Daly does fit that part. One okay. of the things I was very pleased with is when he did uh, The Voice of Superman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. He could very well have played Superman in real yeah, life. He,
0: yes, he could have. I, yeah. uh,
1: did you ever watch that one? Uh, no. The cast I know. for that was outstanding. He was Superman. Dana Delaney was Lois Lane. And Clancy Brown was Lex Luthor. Oh, that's a good so cast, So it's like all yeah. three of those people could I have gone live action. I really like Clancy voice work stuff, <laughs> right. so yeah, that's but cool. All three of those could have gone live action for those same roles. Yeah. So it was kind of neat having that element to it.
0: Yeah. So I think, I'm hoping that uh, Baxley's, um, and he didn't do all of Lost Room, he only did two episodes of it. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping that his stunt stuff will, along with the practical effects, continue mm-hmm. to make this sort of inter- visually interesting. Right. Because the thing is, too, like a lot of this is going to be closed room stuff, right? Like, they're in City Hall, or they're in this jail room. Like, they're not going to be, I would think, a lot of times, out in the...
1: Well, they can't be. Right. I mean, it, it's they would completely die. inhospitable yes. outside.
0: Yeah. So... Um, so that makes it hard to make it visually interesting for mm-hmm. another. We've got another three hours to go, right. uh, and so I'm hoping that his.
1: Yeah, I, I think it should be. So far, he's managed to keep it very interesting, mm-hmm. even though there are parts where not a great deal is going on.
0: Once again, too, I do like that everyone in this thing is like. I mean, I can't do a main accent, but I'm going to try. I'm sure there's it's one all of them who, in the scene where he he's with his. Wife and his child, and he's it's one of the guys that's gonna be one of the guards, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a you know, I've got a shift, it's okay, we're gonna do where it's buddy system, I'm not by myself. But he's like, his wife goes, You're gonna go back down to the jail, and he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you really just went for it, I guess. Um, and I, he, and they're all leaning into this mm-hmm. main act, like every one of them, Jeffrey DeMunn is doing it. Right. Tim Daly is doing it. Ursula is doing it. like they're all
1: just and like we're in Maine. We're gonna talk like it, it's and it good work. this lilting. Even if they're not doing it consistently, so, it creates a whole kind. Of, it's it like watching a good adaptation of Dickens when everyone's trying some yes. version of the accent, even if they're not succeeding. Yeah, it's a, at least everyone's trying and it. I so wouldn't it.
0: say that it's all successful, mm-hmm. but. I
1: enjoy it. I yeah, enjoy because we it. have watched some that have no attempt at all.
0: Right, or three people we, try, and everybody else. Uh, something is like, we'll be talking no.
1: about when we cover the new Pet Cemetery is how they stripped a lot of the characters' their accents so that it, it doesn't wind. It doesn't feel the same. Now it's kind of a generic. These could be any. These could be people anywhere in any stretch of houses along the woods. It takes away that distinctiveness from it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'm enjoying that. So, so far, so good. What do you think?
1: I, I remember really liking it the first time I saw it. I don't remember all of what happened to it, because that was many, many, many years ago. Be
0: good, because you know? I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: Ralphie better make it out. He's too cute.
1: I really like the cast. Yeah. And there are some actors like Deborah ferentino and also like Jeffrey Dumont, um, Colm Fiore, some actors that didn't. That aren't as well known now. That were just outstanding, and bring a lot to the part. There's a lot of great faces here. In this yes. one, I, I I can see why Tim Daly and uh, Deborah Ferrante were together. They were obviously the that
0: was prom king and queen, right? Are exactly. You, me? you really yes, get the sense are the of that. the best looking there. people in this town. No <laughs> <And> offense <comes laughs> to everybody else.
1: And also the actress that you mentioned, I guess is, um, is it Julianne Nicholson? Is that her name?
0: I don't know who's that.
1: Uh, the teenage girl who is, yeah. uh, she has, she looks absolutely, I, I know when we did the Langoliers, we were commenting on what look were they going for with that teenage girl that, um with the dreads and the whole bit. That,
0: oh, yeah, the white girl with dreads. I didn't even realize that dreads one,
1: until part two. <laughs> that felt very much like we don't know exactly what direction we're going. Here, everything feels like we're all wearing four layers of clothes. Right. We're not glamorous we're not, in any way. Right. The most glamorous of us is still kind of dressed down and just trying to get through their day. And so, yeah, it, it feels authentic, even if it's probably not completely authentic speaking as a native Californian.
0: Yeah. And do you know her? Do you remember her?
1: Whom? That actress. Julia Nicholson? Yes. I remember seeing her in a lot of stuff. I think the best description of what the expression on her face when she gets outed by Lenoge is just sort of gobsmacked.
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
1: And there's, also there's a great, I think the makeup department is doing a great job here, too. Mm-hmm. Because these people have the sort of red faces you get when you're out there in the cold. Yeah. It does feel, and I mean, they probably are in a soundstage covered with feathers or God knows what.
0: We will also see her at the end of this year because she is a major character in The Outsider, which is currently airing on HBO and which oh, will be wow. possibly uh, the last thing we do on this show. Okay, unless another thing drops
1: <laughs> between We're, we're racing and then. to keep ahead of Stephen King. His the, the and things we're losing that are so in
0: production mm-hmm. right now are. It, it it's sort of mind-boggling how many things are in pre-production of, yeah. of his work right now so it's good i'm not mad about it but uh she will be in the outsider so my hand hurt now um so next week we are going to watch part 2 <laughs> It should come as no surprise. Right. Uh, we're only going to do part two because I don't know how much is going to happen. Uh, a lot of characters were introduced this time, but not that much happened. Right. But now we're in the storm, um, and my sense is that
1: it was a very prolonged setup, and then about yeah. fifteen minutes of filler because we had yeah. to reach some sort of. But climax now it feels a little bit like they started
0: running downhill. So we'll see. It might mm-hmm. just be a lot of, and then and then and then and then and then.
1: Right. Yeah, the, the first part is exposition, but it set up the situation really well. I felt that I'm it succeeded. I'm to
0: say, though, I need in the next 15 minutes of this to find out what he wants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, we've got a third of it. You keep just telling me to give you what you want, and you haven't told me what you want. I can't. We need to know. In the first 15 minutes of the next part, I would like to know what you want. What you want, right. what, you, what, you, what you want. So uh, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. In the meantime, do you have anything you would like to recommend?
1: Sadly, no. I think I recommended it from last time, didn't I? Oh, no, we watched Bad Boys. So, yes, I don't know that there's anything to recommend this week. So you
0: don't want to recommend Bad Boys?
1: (laughs) I mean... If you liked it, this is the kind of thing you like.
0: Although the thing is, with this one, I didn't like the first two movies, and I liked
1: this one. I, I, I enjoyed it more because there was actually a plot to it. It's He's a weird... The, the
0: slightly less toxic masculinity not has the director by Michael Bay.
1: Yeah, Michael Bay makes an appearance in this film, uh, in Bad Boys 3. And at first I was wondering, who's that strange, raggedy-looking old man? And then it turns out it was Michael Bay. And then, as the film went on, it seemed to be trying to undo some of what he did. Because the first two films are all about women in very short skirts. Explicitly.
0: Explicitly undoing. Lots
1: of slow motion dancing and these guys wandering around.
0: Yeah, and and killing literally everyone. The collateral damage in those movies is ridiculous and in this movie explicitly martin lawrence is like i can't kill anybody else. right
1: there, there's I'm a scene can, where he makes a it. promise to god i'll bring no more violence into the world as if we're going yeah we realize that in those first two movies armies of people are killed by two police officers with no consequences no one's really injured uh, of our heroes and there's yeah no consequences and not much feeling for damage And it felt really gratuitous. I think the second film is the one where they unleash a... uh, It was a car carrier full of expensive sports cars that were all destroyed for no other reason than that the budget allowed for this. And there was the spectacle of watching them fly around in slow motion and crash into each other. It's like a kid with, you know, toy cars or something. It felt really gratuitous. This movie at least had some sort of feeling for the characters, some understanding that they were growing older. Yes, all of this is ridiculous.
0: Also, the platonic friendship as a being an important thing. Yeah. I like that. That needs yeah. to happen more. Uh,
1: and the female characters meant something. Yes. They did more so, I think, in this film than the first two, which has been such a long time... I can't really remember because they were sort of disposable movies as they went. They were yeah. entertaining while you're watching them. Oh, that was I didn't, strange.
0: Yeah, I didn't enjoy them mm. really, but I enjoyed this one. So, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't. We're not, and we haven't really watched anything. No, exactly. would this. you like
1: to recommend Outlander again? No, I'm not going to recommend Outlander
0: again. Y'all, y'all know if you want to watch it, if you watch it. I recommend
1: Godzilla. Again, <laughs> in our favorites.
0: It's come to HBO. So Godzilla, the new... King of the Monsters on yeah.
1: HBO. It was. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely film. And if you've been a fan for years, as some of us have, I'm talking about Amity, obviously. <sighs> um, yes, this is. you will really enjoy it because there's a lot of uh, kind of appropriate fan service where it's like, oh, oh, that's neat. Oh, that's a neat tie into this or... They've used all the original music or stuff like that. Uh,
0: yeah, my other recommendation is uh, go to Vote Save America, make sure you're registered to vote, and then vote.
1: <laughs> that's a good one.
0: <laughs> so that's what I'll say. Vote Save America will check if you're registered in your area, and we'll walk you through um, the various things that you may have to vote on. Uh, we vote on Super Tuesday because we're in California. That's mm-hmm. so March 3rd. And coming we're up. Super. But we should have our ballots within the week, so we should be able to get that right. done. Um but you know, they're purging roles across the country, so make sure you're still registered, get yourself registered, and then make your voice heard because uh
1: Consequences.
0: Yeah, there it's not we gotta it's not good. This isn't nope. good and we won't survive another four years of it. Uh so Yeah, do that.
1: Okay. All right. I guess you know where we're coming from.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, mm. you can email us, tell, tell us what you think that he thinks or that he wants, uh, at, uh, you can email us at, uh, latecomerspod at gmail.com or uh, you can tweet at us, latecomerspod at, at latecomerspod, uh, or you can find us on Facebook. Just look up Latecomers podcast and join our little group and say hi. Hi. We'll say
1: hi, back. Hi. like that.
0: I put a picture, or I put a um, last week I put a montage of all of the times that Tom Hanks pees in movies, yes. so, you know
1: that there's was, fun stuff over there that was very exciting <laughs> It's like I you didn't to,
0: believe me and I, was I, like, I no, didn't there's not know that there was fun.
1: that much but I also didn't, yeah, so much pee. he's been
0: in a lot of movies, but he says I have to pee in a lot of them and then actually pees in even more of them, so it's pretty wild so, for now, I remind you Take your medicine, and we remind you better better late than than never. never.